0: Hey guys, welcome back to Sort of Serious. This is episode three. I am your host, Amadeus Rocha, and I'm going to go from left to right, introducing the people that are here present today to record this podcast. So, to my left
1: is... Hey, it's Rigo, guys. Just checking in.
2: Hi, guys. It's Steph.
3: It's good to be back. This is Isaac, everybody.
4: How y'all doing? This is Angel. What's good in the hood? So... The first thing
0: that I want to talk about is just like I know a lot of people aren't into sports, but I want to talk about the whole Antonio Brown situation just because he's like the biggest diva that I have seen in any professional sport whatsoever about the helmet situation. Do you want to like delve into that anyone?
3: I definitely agree with that. I mean, to start off, I do think Antonio Brown's one of the greatest receivers of our time. And also, I mean, he has a great story being a six-round pick. No one expected him to be a big impact receiver, and he ends up being probably the best receiver of the year uh, the past probably, I would say, decade, maybe besides Larry Fitzgerald but and Calvin Johnson. But what I do want to say is... What about is, Julio Jones? <laughs> Julio Jones, I feel like he has a lot to prove. I mean, he's a great receiver all around. I have him in my top two. I think right now, in terms of receivers, I have Julio Jones number two behind DeAndre Hopkins. And I have Antonio Brown a close third. I just feel like with Derek Carr and the Raiders, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to have as much impact as he had with Big Ben. But more on Antonio Brown like we were talking about. I mean, he's proven multiple times that he is well, a diva. Well, okay,
0: let me interrupt you. I don't, I don't really want to talk about just like how they are in the NFL. I just want to talk about how he's being like a diva. Do you think that these – professional athletes have the right to be like such a diva like where he's threatening to retire just because of a helmet what you want simpson uh
1: i think that power is given to them by the franchise because of the amount of money and like the respect they kind of like earn from the people and the corporation because honestly you don't see any like receiver that's getting paid at like 10 million to 15 million act like that i think it's just because of the the level they're at that they start acting the way they are because they know they're gonna get what they want
4: But I also
1: was gonna say, I also was gonna say,
4: how good is he? That's the thing. The reason he gets paid a lot is because he's good.
3: Yeah, definitely, I agree with Angel. He's a top three receiver, if not even higher in the game right now. So I mean, when you have that, when you're that good of a player, we see it in all professional sports. You have a bunch of leverage. If we look at the. I mean if we look in the NBA if we look at LeBron James he has one of the biggest impacts in sports in terms of his general management what he wants the team to draft what he wants the team to trade what he mm-hmm. wants the team to acquire in terms of free agents if we look at Antonio Brown I mean he's one of the best receivers so of course he's going to want the best items in terms of helmets equipment and stuff like that but he's also going to want a lot of leverage and a lot of power because he's mm-hmm. such a
4: such a great receiver like think about it in tennis who's the best who's the best tennis player Right, we
3: have Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, people like that.
4: And then you got Serena Williams, right?
3: Of course, Serena Williams is probably the
4: best female tennis player of all time. So that's the thing. See, because before, like, MMA, it was Ronda Rousey.
3: Right, and if we look at Ronda Rousey, I mean, starting off, she was very humble, very quiet. And as she started to get her wins up, as she started to, you know, start dominating in fights, she almost became in a very cocky way, and people almost started to root against her. And, you know, that all kind of boiled over. And I feel like with all these, you know, big divas in all professional sports, there comes a point where um, people start to turn against them. I mean, we saw it early with players who were drafted early in rounds. I mean, we see it now with Antonio Brown. We see it now with players like Odell. Yeah, okay, but an-
0: Antonio Brown wasn't drafted early in the rounds, though.
3: That's what makes it unique. He in most, res- most receivers especially, but I would say all – professional sports athletes, especially the NFL, they're drafted early and they almost have this idea that because they're drafted early that they they, they already a, are good. You know, they they don't need to prove anything.
4: They have an advantage to it. They have an advantage.
3: Yeah. Which makes it kind of a difficult situation with Antonio Brown because he's proved himself to be a great receiver even though he was drafted late.
0: Yeah, okay, well, that's not exactly what, like, I'm not talking about like, draft position. I'm just saying, like, when is it too much for like a professional athlete to be like such a diva because like this uh, this uh, entire antonio brown situation he's threatening to retire because of a helmet is banned from the nfl like that i feel like to me personally i feel like that's more of like that's way too dramatic like The NFL is trying to, like, take steps to, like, protect their players and, like, develop helmets that will protect their their players from concussions or permanent, like, damage to their brains. So, in this situation with Antonio Brown, do you think he's in the right or do you think he should, like, like, suck it up and, like, accept the new helmets?
1: I think that if you're getting paid that much amount of money and, like, you're getting whatever you want i think you just sit this one now and take the l and just kind of adapt to the situations you're at because honestly i think him being a diva the way that he is i think his background with uh the pittsburgh isn't really helping him so i think if it if it just carries on to the raiders it's not really gonna be a good look for him it's not gonna like uh it's not gonna get them anywhere because i mean everything's lost when someone's a diva i mean not just from fans, but from, like, their teammates as well. Like, quarterback trust, quarterback receiver trust is not going to be the same. Any teammate trust is not going to be the same if they see the way you act.
4: But think about it. What's better, old school or new school?
3: That's a great point because that old school way where you, you grind and no matter what situation you get through it, it's putting a lot of players in difficult situations, especially after they retire. And I understand where Antonio Brown's coming from, where he wants to be able to see the footballs. He wants to be able to have the the best chance to succeed. But at the same point, it's almost like too far in the sense where you're, you're trying so hard to have this power when in reality you don't need that much power and you just need to play. So it's a fine line. I definitely agree. I mean, Odell's constantly on that line in terms of how far is too far. And I think that boiled over with the whole Josh Norman thing with being a diva. And I think at some point this year it's going to boil down with Antonio Brown too. It happened with the Steelers. It happened you know, right now with the helmet. And I just think... When when you're used to having that much power over years, I feel like you almost become a sense of entitled. It's almost like anybody in a job where they do well for a long period of time so they think they're entitled to everything.
0: Yeah, see, I, I think that's what's wrong with the NFL. Like, these players, they're amazing players. Antonio Brown, no doubt about it, he's a great player. Great player. But I feel like there's an extent where they're just being dramatic, and they're asking for too much. Do you understand what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, they're a great player.
4: But when do you know when it's too much? Just like this
0: situation, bro. He's asking for the NFL to violate rules that they are enforcing
1: just because he thinks he's the best wide receiver. Kind of contradicting myself on my past arguments, but I also think this is a good thing because, in a way, it just keeps the NFL evolving because if you look at past history there has been players there has been players that just kind of like so for example like Ezekiel Elliott or Le'Veon Bell last year where they started a little trend of sitting out uh sitting out the season because they weren't getting paid what they wanted to so I think it's not necessarily a bad thing that they do that but I think it's just like setting a wave for like every other player to like kind of I guess ask for what they're worth instead of with like the franchise thinks it's worth because at the end of the day, they are like putting their uh, health at risk. So, I think it's just kind of setting a wave that allows the NFL to evolve throughout the years.
4: So, what would you rather prefer them wearing pillows as a tackling thing or old school where you can get concussions, where you can do anything you want See? basically?
0: See, I don't think we could go back to old school. Because old school, there was so, like, the hits were, like, amazing. Like, people watching were like, oh, my God, do you see that hit? Yeah,
4: but now now it's getting boring. No, now it's well, at the point where it's softer. Yeah, but
0: you can you need to think about the people who are playing this game. Like, you enjoy seeing, like, these big hits. But you need to understand, like, what the people are going through. Like, I don't want to get too much into the sports because we're not really, like, a sports no, like, yeah. podcast. But, I mean, but if
4: if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna watch something that's soft, I might as well watch The Princess and the Frog. Not, I, oh. I definitely get where you're coming from. It's all, it's almost like a.
3: I understand where the NFL is coming from in a sense where they want to keep their players healthy and they want to have them to have long careers because that leads to, you know, more revenue for them in the long run. But I also get where Angels coming from to a sense where there's so many penalties now. There's so many late hits that aren't really late hits. There's so See, many okay, rough okay, passers. I'm, I'm going
0: to stop you there because I don't want to get too much into, like, the NFL because not a lot of people follow the NFL or, like, what the NFL rules are. I just, I just truly just wanted to talk about, like— athletics being like dramatic. That's all I really wanted to talk yeah. about. And I feel like we kinda like covered that. So I feel like we can move from like where we talked about here, I think we can move on to um your first topic. What did what did you want to talk about, Isaac?
3: You know, there's been something I've been thinking about for a while and I've always wanted to talk to you guys about it and just get different opinions on it. But you know, you see it a lot with in relationships and you see it a lot with uh not just like You know, relationships in terms of uh, two people together, but also friendships. But... The idea of being friendly with someone and just kinda of be a kind person and being a you know, open person, a friendly person, someone yeah. who's, you know, bubbly and just open to having conversations with anybody. Yeah. Versus the idea of going too far and almost flirting. You see it a lot with couples now where, you know, the, the guy will be talking to a bunch of people and it'll be cool and then next thing you know, the girlfriend gets mad or the boyfriend gets mad because, you know, they're being too friendly. So that idea, what does that mean to you being too friendly? Being too open to people, what does that
4: mean to you? means friend zone that's what it means
3: no no see i don't think it's being
0: necessarily friend zone i feel like okay let's say i'm in a relationship let's say that the girl the girl that i am in a relationship with let's say she's being like
3: very talkative
0: not only talkative but like like touchy, touchy. see you, the
3: touchy is a very interesting point. see
0: once a girl like let's say like caresses like an arm I'm I'm touching Angel's arm right now because he's right next to me. But, like, let's say you touch your arm, like, a certain way. When you're talking, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you're so funny. Like, when they, like, give this, like, pat. I feel like that's kind of, like, flirty in a way to where, like, I think that's too much.
4: No, see, when she gives you that pat, you know when it's friend zone. I mean, a pat is a friend zone. No, see. I mean, think about it. What's a move
3: versus a friend zone for you, Angel? Man,
4: I would say a move. like She's touching you from the shoulder, but she's sliding her hand down your, like, your, into your elbow. She's going, ha, huh, that's funny, sliding it down instead of tapping. You know what I mean?
1: Better question, what do you guys define as flirting? Because I know a lot of people have different batteries. As uh-huh, let me see, tell you that. Oh, man.
0: See, for me, for me personally, I don't really like physical contact so i feel like if you're making like some sort of physical contact for me you're kind of stepping out of my comfort zone so if i'm gonna allow you to like commit this like physical like touch i feel like that's some sort of like i'm allowing you to do it i'm not necessarily necessarily saying that's like flirting but like going back to like what angel was like saying i'm gonna disagree with angel because I'm saying, if you're touching me, like to an extent where you're going from my shoulder like down to my elbow, like rubbing my arm, I feel like that's flirting in a way. Like you're trying to like you're trying to get
3: that physical touch. So covering on that, when, let's put you in a situation where you're, let's say you're at a party or something, and you're with your girlfriend or you're with your boyfriend, and someone starts touching you. What do you feel is an acceptable way for them to handle that so it's not considered flirting or not considered, you know, being too bubbly? So if someone's touching you, how do you feel you should react to make it show that you're not interested or you're not interested in flirting?
2: I feel like a lot of the times I don't even notice. Like, I'll do that when I'm drunk, but I don't even notice that I'm doing it. Or, like, I don't notice when people flirt with me or, like, when I'm being flirty. Like, I don't notice. I'm just... See, that, that's another
0: thing that we should talk about later is, like, how do you know if you're being flirty? No.
4: Like, because... You to, should have a common sense that you're flirting, even though no, you're No, a not. lot of the
2: times, I'm just really nice. And, like, people think I'm flirting. That's why girls don't like me, because they think that, like, me being friends with, like, their boyfriends or, like, the guys they're talking to is, like, me flirting. But I hope, like, I really am not interested See, in See, I agree <laughs> with you
0: that. Because i have been friends with you for years and it's just been like this friendship and i think a lot of people just like perceive ha- it yeah perceive it differently right. like you're like something else but no you're honestly just like a best friend you're like i don't want to see like one of the bros because you're not like a, a guy but like you're you're one of like our closest friends i think all of us can admit to that you're one of our closest friends we don't see you as something like Like a one night stand or anything, you're not like,
3: or friends with benefits or anything. Yeah, no,
0: nothing like that. Nothing sexual. You're just like a friend. You're like one of our closest friends. So that's why I don't understand why like a lot of people like hate on you because it's not like that at all. We're just you're truly just our friend.
3: See, I completely agree with you because a lot of people feel like you can't be friends with the opposite sex unless they're like gay of some sort. I've noticed that. Um, I see a lot where a lot of girls will get mad if a, you know, if their boyfriends are friends with girls or a lot of boyfriends will get mad if their girlfriends are friends with boys just because I feel like there's that extra sense of competition.
4: It's it's insecurity.
3: I completely get that. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's a fine line because it's hard to tell when people are flirting unless they're flirting with you, you know? See, I don't think it's only insecurity.
0: What do you think it is see what i'm understanding i think it's it comes down to trust see if because one of my closest friends is a girl one of my closest friends and i think the biggest issues of my past relationship is just this friend because there always was perceived to be something more but in reality it was mostly just we're just friends we're just friends we're close
3: yes
4: and we're just friends it's that reality check that's the thing mm.
3: i kind of agree with angel i think it's almost a sense where a lot of people are confused if they have feelings for the their friends as uh it's almost like a sexual thing or if it's just a friendship thing and i've noticed that a lot of people they they think they're just friends with someone but it ends up being a little bit more than that and they kind of get attached so it's almost like a reality check to where Angel's talking about in the sense where if you know that you just care for this person as a friend As someone that you trust and you have no sexual interest in them I think then that's a great thing But a lot of people they have this perception that they're just friends when in reality There's definitely sexual tension. You see it all the time, you know where people say oh, they're just friends But they would make such a great couple because they understand each other It's almost that sense where it's like you see the sexual tension you see like the attractiveness, but it's like you're you're afraid to you know the people are afraid to act on it so it's just a constant flirting i've noticed that a lot not with anybody particular here but just in general
0: yeah no no see i understand like some friends can like get this vibe where they they feel like there is something more between them but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is for every friendship Like, that doesn't mean, like, a guy can't be friends with a girl and there be sexual attention. Like, it doesn't have to be any kind of sexual attention or, like, flirtationship or anything. They can be friends. It's just, like, trying to get, like, this this understanding of, like, let's say I'm best friends with someone from the opposite sex. And, like, I feel like that's such a benefit because I can understand where, like, a girl is coming from, and then she can come to me with questions of like where a guy is coming from. I think those are like the best friendships because you guys can both help each other in a situation. Let's say I'm talking to a girl, and I can talk to one of my girl like friends, like best friends. They can like break it down to me of like what a girl would be thinking in every situation that I, like I'm putting them in. Let's say I'm texting them. I'm talking to them they give me this advice to where i'm not only like better in the situation but like i feel like it molds me into like a better person to where i can communicate with females in a more like i don't want to say like a non-creepy way but like a more like acceptable way you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying
4: yeah but a girl has a different perspective not every girl is going to be the same so, I mean, how are you going to base upon one girl and another girl? Like, oh, she has this, she has that. It's different perspectives.
3: Yeah. It, it almost comes down to um, – it. it's just hard to read people sometimes, you know? I think you can – I think – I I feel like Rigo has some experience with this in terms of, like, it's hard to read people, especially, like, girls when you're flirting and stuff. Do you,
1: do you agree? Yeah. Um, I think it just comes back to, to like, the matter at hand of, like uh, – You knowing what flirting is and what is not. Because to me, if I flirt with someone, you just kind of feel it. It's, like, reciprocated. If you just flirt with someone and it automatically feels awkward, then to me, at least, it feels like, damn, they're not really accepting my flirtation vibes. So I just kind of quit, and then I automatically just kind of, like, distance myself from them. Not necessarily because I feel weird, but, like, because they don't share that same, like, vibe with me. So... Yeah, that's just basically it for me. I kind
3: of, that's an interesting point that you bring up, Rigo. I have a question for all you guys kind of bringing this out. When flirting with someone, when should you give up versus when should you keep going? When do you feel like it's too far and you're, you know, you're really making someone uncomfortable versus when do you think they're just kind of playing hard to get and you're kind of just having to work that little puzzle
1: to get them to you know go on a date with you or something like that i think that's like a fine line because if you just know a person then you just kind of just realize like damn this person's really not into me but then again if you know that person you'd automatically know that they're not into you but like if you start flirting with them you could just think maybe i should just try harder what what if you don't know the person that that's what i was getting at like if you don't know the person then you automatically yourself just think, damn, I should just keep trying harder. So it's really like a really delicate line that you're just like trying to probe into, which uh very delicate line, but I guess you kind of have to go into it to know if it's flirting or not. I completely get what you're saying there. Um, if you
3: look into it, I feel like the hardest situation is when someone's playing hard to get. Because when someone's playing hard to get, you know, not like a hard to get, like, don't talk to me, but a hard to get along the lines of like, you know when they're be, when they're kind of being flirtatious, but they're kind of like, "Don't talk to me." You know, it's it, that's a very hard line, like you were talking about, because it's almost like you want to keep going, but you don't want to make them uncomfortable. But you know that they're playing hard to get, so you're kind of like walking that little balance beam of what's too far and what's not too far.
0: See, this is where I want to ask Steph about: when is it like flirting, and when is it like too
3: far? Yeah, I feel like background for everybody who doesn't know Steph kind of, Steph works in cells, so she has to deal with a lot of different oh, types yeah. of people meaning that, you know, she obviously has a bunch of guys come up and flirt with her of all ages and she has to deal with you know, uh, reciprocating with that flirting sometimes or having to shut that down. So, what do you have from your situation from your uh POV? What do you feel like, is too far in flirting, or when do you feel like it's okay to flirt? Do girls give signs, stuff like that? What do you think?
2: Um, I don't think I'm a good example for this because, like, I said earlier, I can never tell when people like me or like they're flirting with me. I can tell when, like they're being creepy with it though, so I guess, yeah, like at the store, like, well, let's parents talk about that. Will be like, or dads will be like, oh, well, like, are you single? Like, and I'm like, uh, no, I have a boyfriend and we have a kid together and like i'll just lie but like i just never know until they are actively like so like can i have your number and i'm like uh i'm married <laughs> i have four kids i'm married and like it's Wait, weird do you really tell people I whole that? ass tell people that i'm married with four kids
3: really yes
2: bro some of these guys are creepy so when they
3: ask for your ring what do you say
2: i just said i um they've never i like make sure to cover my hand. Cause usually this happens after I've already helped them. Like even just today I was talking to this guy, like he pretended like my employees were ignoring him and I really didn't want to talk to him. Cause, cause he like, my employees were going up to him and he was ignoring them and I didn't want to approach him. Cause I was like, this guy wants something and it's not like obviously help from us. So then I was finding like, are you doing okay? And he was like, Oh, like blah, blah, blah. Like, I need to get some shoes for my kids and all this. And then he was like, you know what, Stephanie, like, I appreciate you so much. Like, and then like, I was like, oh yeah, sorry, we don't have what you want. And then he was like, no, but, uh, you can give me something else. And I was like, oh my God, where the freak is this going? Like, I didn't even know I wanted to leave so bad. And then he was like, um, are you free later tonight? And I was like, no, I'm not actually I actually have a boyfriend and then he was like really and I was like yeah so it's just kind of weird I don't know I never really or like guys that are constantly like in my dms just trying to like obviously not be in a relationship just other stuff but it's like I never unless you're direct with it I can never tell so I don't think I'm a good example for that
3: okay so from that point you know, since we're sort of serious, uh, let's change it to a lighter vibe. <laughs> Starting off with you, since you're the, the lone girl in the group, well, what do you feel like is the best way that a guy can flirt with you? Like, what way do you, does it make it feel like you're the most comfortable where it doesn't put you in a situation where it's like, I really don't want to talk to this person? Do you I feel like it's being direct? Do you feel like it's being more, I've, you know, friendly? Is it being more like, you know, rude and sarcastic as a joke? You know, Because you know that saying where girls only like to be disrespected. I've heard that saying a lot lately. I, I second this. Really?
0: <laughs> I truly believe. like Because I
3: personally try to be like a friendly, nice, understanding person, especially when talking to girls, right? Yeah. N- yeah. Well, not only girls. Anybody. Right. I
0: agree. If anyone was coming up to me, I'm going to try to give them like – your I, undivided
3: attention. Yeah, right, well, yeah.
0: I mean, not undivided attention, but, like, the best, like, advice I can give mm-hmm. them. If they're going to come to me in some, like, either emotional or, like, any, like, way where they need, like, some kind of advice, like, I'm going to give it to them, no matter right. what. No matter if you're a girl or you're a guy. But mostly, like, I try to treat women with, like, Respect. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, like, come back home with me, like, come hang out with me, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to like, hey, how was your
3: day? Like, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like most girls don't really like that. I, I actually, um, I kind of agree with you. I feel like, you know, um, back when I used to uh, be a lot more flirtatious and talk to a lot of different girls, I feel like when you try to be friendly and you just try to be kind, I feel like that that doesn't really work. I feel like it's almost like um it's almost setting you up to be in the friend zone because you're so friendly and you're so nice that they look at you as almost like a friend more than someone they could be compatible with. So I feel like it's a fine line as well between being, you know, rude versus being um a good flirt. So it's almost like like we were talking about earlier, it's a fine line because you don't want to be rude to someone, but at the same time, you don't want them to take you as a joke. You know? Do you have anything to add on that, Rigo? You know, well, actually, speaking of Rigo, I was actually wondering. You know, you've kind of been in a lot of situations like that too, especially in like you know early college and early high school. Actually, late high school, early college. When, when you're approaching a girl, what do you feel like is the best strategy to? To getting her number or to asking her on a
1: date i don't know i think just kind of being funny and like
3: witty in a way just uh
0: just just to interrupt you regal i was going through my phone the other day and i was just going like through all of like the images and videos i have do you remember when you went up to girls with your spiral and was just like this is an experiment where we can't talk you can <laughs> only write
1: do you remember that uh yeah i do this is <laughs> back in my heyday you know but nine out of ten nine out of ten
0: bro i have a video of that it's just like you walking up to this girl with your spiral and i know what you're saying like this is an experiment like we can't talk you gotta it's only writing down and you've got like multiple girls is like either snapchat or number with this
1: yeah you know it's part of like it's a different style of hitting on girls like no girl expects it's that either they think it's cute or they think it's funny so it's you know nine out of ten they just give you their number or their snapchat which is i mean it's a cool thing to do it's a cool experiment okay guys so covering on that your life's on the line you have one shot to get
3: a girl's number what's your pickup line
0: See, that's, that's, I think
3: that's the problem, bro. I have no pickup lines. Like, I don't mean pickup lines because obviously, you know, pickup lines never work, you know, but what's your, what do you tell somebody? What do you tell, you know, a person you're interested in? How do you get them to, you know, give you their number or to go on a date with them? What's your, what's your
1: best strategy? See, I just kind of like, just kind of assess the environment we're in. And then I just either make a funny or witty joke as to, like, I mean, where we're in. I just don't really go into, like, a place and be like, oh, I'm going to get this girl's number. I already, like, I already know what, like, pickup line I'm going to use. I just kind of make it up as to, like, how I'm going. And girls generally pick up on that, you know, and that's what they found like, more interesting and more intriguing.
3: So being a girl step, do you prefer someone who is direct you know, someone who's like, man, you're beautiful. I want to take you on a date somewhere. Or do you prefer someone who's kind of like off the top? You know, someone who asks questions, gets to talk to you, and then asks you. Versus someone who comes up and asks you right away.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't think... Yeah. I lost my thought. Well, hold on, hold on.
3: Because with me, when I usually approach a girl, I the first thing I want to do is to show her... You know, I want to show her that I'm not a threat. Show her that I'm not someone who's going to yeah. freak her out. Creep. See, I don't want to freak her I out. I feel like that's so hard now. I definitely agree. What, what I noticed is with me, showing your hands, doing a lot of hand movements kind of shows that in a sense where you're not creepy because, you know, you don't have your hands in your pockets and stuff. I usually, when I approach a girl, if I'm going to approach a girl and I want to, like, you know, get her number, if I want to talk to her, what I usually would do, I would start with, you know, introducing myself, obviously, so she understands who I am. And then the second thing I would do is I want to, um, I just want her to understand that I'm interested. I don't want her to think that I'm just trying to have a conversation. So I think the first thing I would do was either tell her how beautiful she looks, compliment her on either her makeup, her hair, her her shirt, her pants, her her shoes, or anything to get her to understand that I'm interested in a way that's not creepy. You know, I don't want to approach her and just. Man, you're so beautiful. I want to focus on something. So if I go up to a girl, you know, I'd introduce herself. Hey, I'm Isaac. Not to, uh, not to bother you guys or anything, but I just wanted to say, you know, your hair looks so li- so nice like that. And I just, I just had to tell you because you look so good right now. See, something I feel like, like
0: stuff like that is just so creepy to girls.
3: Really, I feel like that works about nine out of ten times. Like Rego with his notebook. I just feel like when you when you compliment somebody on something other than you know their body or their, how you know, just their face or something. If you compliment, you know, a specific thing, you know, like, hey, you know, I've seen, like, a lot of girls uh, at this mall today, but I I just like the way you did your eyebrows, or I like the way you did your makeup, or your hair looks great like that. I just feel like it gets them to understand that you're not some creep. I
2: also feel like it depends on, like, what your intentions with this girl is. Like, if you just want to, like, one-night stand or whatever, you should let that be known. So
3: how do you let that be known, Steph? I don't yeah, know. How do you let that be known without being like, creepy or... Yeah, or, or well, like you heard.
2: could just say like, I don't want anything serious.
3: So, so you you would, you, would it work if a guy walked up to you and the first thing he said was, I don't want anything serious, but I'm trying to holler at you. Yeah. That would work for you? Yeah. Do you think that would work, Regal? If you walked up to a girl and you were just like, yo, n- I'm not trying well, to be serious like with you. Well,
2: not like, right off the bat, you could just, I mean, you could just talk, like, you know how Tinder is, like, everybody's on tinder oh well see tinder
0: (laughs) is like garbage bro like i feel like it's good for like a girl because i feel like Um. every guy is gonna swipe right no matter what no matter what but eh, whatever (laughs) but like for a guy like i have experienced tinder i've used tinder bumble and no matches no matches and even if i get a match like half the time they like unmatch me within fucking, like three hours like I'm not gonna respond to you like within 30 seconds of the match you know what I mean cause that's just weird
3: you know what I mean with me I feel like the best way to communicate with girls and I don't know about guys when it comes to girls either but the best thing for me to communicate with girls I usually choose Instagram and what I like to do I'm interested in someone I like to comment on their picture and not necessarily comment on how beautiful they are how attractive they are but I like to compliment something in the picture that they won't maybe won't expect so you know if a if a girl's looking really really good you know I might compliment her outfit and how her style is really nice and how you know you her outfit and her style is just something that caught your eye right off the bat because I feel like when you compliment somebody on something it, it makes them more interested in you because it shows that you have an interest in them rather than you're just interested in having sex with them you're just interested in trying to talk to them rather than that you're interested in trying to get to know them and you're interested in who they are I feel like that helps a lot
0: see I can't really relate to that because I barely follow anybody I I get that I feel like I follow mostly the people that I went to high school with like I don't really know anybody on like the social media range
3: What what I think helps with that what helps me, you know, to get more people to get to know more people on uh, Instagram, Twitter, anything like that. What I think really helps is, um, you know, just find an interest, find something that you're passionate about, and try to find other people that um, share that passion. So, like, for me, uh, something that's really interesting to me and just something that I really like to focus on is like style, clothes, you know, stuff like that. So when I see someone with a nice outfit or something, I might be more willing to follow them if they're tagged in a post or if i see a hashtag that catches my eye i might go on that and see people and stuff like that so i think the best way is just to get people who get to know you uh get to talk to people who kind of agree with what you like and your ideas of fun um i don't know i feel like again i just
2: I don't know. Well, really when you're flirting
3: <laughs> with a guy, what's your what's your number one move? Steph? I
2: literally am like the most awkward person ever. See, I like think... wholeheartedly, I never know how to flirt.
0: I think that's the problem with
3: me, bro. I feel like I feel like that's the problem with a lot of us. I mean, a, a lot of us in this group, we haven't really like. We're not really we're like playboys so or playgirls or anything like that. You know, we're really to ourselves. You See, know, I agree with some that. of us. You know, I I admit, like I'm not really like that in the sense where like. You know, I don't really keep to myself a lot, and I've talked to a lot See, of people y- in my you're life. You're so talkative. You're yeah. so talkative. Yeah, I do. I feel
0: like you're the only person in our group who's talkative. Yeah. Like, all of us are, like, introverted. We kind of, like, try to keep to ourselves for the most part. And I think Rigo can, can, like, contest for this. Steph can contest for this. Um, I should point this out that Angel <laughs> did go to sleep.
3: Uh, just so everybody knows, we're recording this about 3 a.m. right now.
2: And we had like two, three rounds of Kings Cup, so we're a little. Kings Cup's the drinking game, if you guys don't know.
3: Everybody (laughs) listening, um, I thought we said this at the beginning.
0: No, so this is our second attempt trying to record this podcast. Yeah, it's
3: been a rough start.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it, it, it it was an interesting start, but um, I'm just saying, like, I am very introverted. I'm not, it's not necessarily being shy, it's just like the feeling that no one will like kind of accept you in a way and because like my ideals and my thoughts are like completely different than the other people, you know what I mean? Like, you guys Rigo, Isaac, Angel even, you guys like support a religion Mm -hmm. I do not so I feel like in that sense, I'm kind of exiled from a lot of people because a lot of people look down on that. you know what I mean?
3: yeah, I feel like it's it's when we speak about religion, it's a very interesting thing because with you you know you say you feel exiled in a way for me, I kind of feel the same way in the sense where like you know you know being someone who's had a lot of sexual experiences, especially you know someone who's like I don't want to say been treated girls wrong or treated people wrong in the sense where like I haven't talked to them but just interested in you know sex or anything like that I feel like it's it's very hard sometimes because you feel that guilt and there there's almost not a day I wake up where I don't feel like man I wish I wasn't that much of you know, you know I hope I can't I can cuss but that much of a fuck boy you know because it's almost like you feel that weight on your shoulders like you know you've treated all these people wrong And as someone who follows a certain religion, you have an obligation to, you know, try to be the best person for that religion you can be. And, you know, doing things like that doesn't really help. So for me, it's hard. And the reason why I feel like I'm able to talk to a bunch of people, the reason why I'm, um, you know, I'm not a, like, I'm not someone who's shy and stuff like that is because a a long time ago, you know, I had a long, deep conversation with my brother and he kind of explained to me that, like, A lot of the people you talk to at parties, a lot of the people you see on Instagram, a lot of the people, you'll maybe see them 15 times if that in your life. So even if you completely bomb it and you completely just mess up to the point where they hate you or they think you're weird or they think you're creepy or they think you're some low life, you're only going to see them 10 to 15 times in your life if even that, probably even less if you live in a big city. So it's almost like you have nothing to lose. So shoot your shot. Worst thing that happens is you know you fell, and you know in the NBA, if you shoot fifty percent, you're mm-hmm. an all star. So yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from this topic. I mean, we we've like completely gone off track of the original topic we talked about. But I know you had a second topic that you wanted to talk about.
3: Yeah, definitely. kind of going into more of an adult conversation you know there's been a lot of speculation and a lot of people have talked about you know different sexual things that goes on uh, that happens during sex you know and I just want to talk about what do you guys feel likes too far in sex and what do you guys feel like is something that is is too far something you know like when people are rough like, people like it rough. People like certain situations. What do you feel like is too far? What do you mean? Well, like with me, you know, some people like being rough. You know, some people like, you know, being choked or being hit and stuff. Is there ever, you know, you can go too far and stuff, but how do you gauge that? How do you gauge when you went too far or how you, if you're going to go too far? See,
0: this is a very interesting topic because I've what i understand (laughs) oh you're leaving
2: yeah that's what i was trying to tell you oh because Rebo's following me to my house well like you're going
0: the same way oh (laughs) so i guess it's just me and you talking now isaac
3: yeah
2: bye guys thanks for tuning in but you can listen to Isaac and Amadeus. Now. Well, we
3: can cut off there and just pick up tomorrow. We can like edit it if you can do that. Can you do that?
2: Well, I mean, let's ju- let's
0: just finish. Let's just finish. Okay. So so I'm sorry. Repeat what you were talking about.
3: So, you know, especially when you're having sex with someone for the first time, how do you gauge what is something that's acceptable in sex versus not acceptable? How do you What do you feel like is the line when you're, especially when you're first having sex with someone? See, I feel like when you're, like, first having sex
0: with someone, it's, like, really hard to, like, find that boundary. Right,
3: because you don't want to be boring. You don't want to be someone who's just, like, a basic, you know, missionary-only type person. But at the same time, you don't want to scare somebody or make them feel threatened or uncomfortable, especially when, you know, it's sex and they're giving their whole body to you.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's a point where it, it involves trust. Like, you're not going to have the best, like, sexual experience until, like, you fully trust someone, you know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so, like, the first t- time having, like, s- sexual intercourse, I feel like it's not going to be to par, if you know what I mean.
4: hmm definitely.
0: So, like, I think it really depends on trust like for boundary wise because the first experience you have with someone you don't know what those boundaries are definitely
3: because everybody's different and i feel like it especially with the different age ranges it could be completely different you know if you're having sex with someone your age you know i feel like it's a lot different than if you're having sex with someone who's a lot older than you because it's almost like they've been through a lot more they've seen a lot more so they're more willing to do a lot more versus someone who's you know younger just starting off so it it, it really is finding a balance because you don't want to you know start being rough with someone right away and scaring them but at the same time you just don't want to bore them so it's a very fine line
0: yeah no yeah i totally agree and i think that's like the whole like bringing it back to like our first episode and our second episode talking about this like feeling comfortable with like a certain person. You know what I mean? Like, you get this, like, relationship. You get this trust, like, with each other where you understand, like, each other's needs and everything. So I think it's so, so hard to, like, move to a different person, you know what I mean? Because, like, with this person, you understand what they want, what they need. And it's just, like, in sync. You know what I mean? So when you move on to, like, a different person, it's kind of, like, hard in the beginning, if that makes sense. So, like, like what you're saying, like, drawing the line, like, it depends. Like, it changes over time because, like, for this partner, this line can be, like, six inches, for example. Like, I don't know, like, what the line is, like, sexually. But, like, let's say six inches... But, like, for a different partner, it's, like, 10 inches. Like, you don't know until you, like, build that trust and you build that relationship
3: with that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's what's so hard about one-night stands or just having sex with someone you don't really know is that you have no idea who this person is. So you have no idea what their desires or their needs are. So it's almost like rather than trying to figure out who they are, you're only doing it for yourself. But you can only please yourself so much. You need other people in your life to really please you. So I feel like it's it's a it's a hard thing to figure out to understand someone's needs or what they desire, especially during sex or especially during a very intimate situation.
0: Yeah, so that's something I wanna ask you. Do you think one night sounds are worth it? Or do would you I mean I know. You would rather build like a relationship with someone where you like understand each other, you like Get this like trust with each other, but it, with that like thrown out. Do you think one night stands are worth it?
3: You know, weird consp- weird comparison here, but you know, I feel like one night stands are like a really good fast food place, almost like a water burger or like a you know somewhere like that, where it's it's not regular fast food, where it's like ah, eh, it's like good, cause it gives you a chance to experience something new with someone that you've never talked to, you've never really done anything with. So it gives you, you know, it's a different feeling. It it's a different it's a different situation entirely than when you usually have sex because you're so used to a certain thing. You know? You're know. you so used to a certain position that someone likes. You're so used to pleasing someone in a certain way. When in a one-night stand, it's a completely different thing where you're not focused on you know, trying to please someone else. You're not focused on trying to make them happy. You're just kind of focused on sex. So it, it's nice in the sense where you're able to explore, you're able to you know, experience new things, but at the same time, it's only good once in a while. Because if you have Whataburger every day or if you have something like that every day, you're going to get sick of it real quick and it's just not going to fill you like a really good restaurant would. But, you know, maybe once in a while, it's 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 a really good experience, especially if you've only been in long relationships your entire life. It's, it's really nice to change it up to just, you know, be able to have sex without having to worry about um, dealing with someone the next day, if you will. See... With that being
0: said, like, I understand that that's just, like, getting in my viewpoint, like, getting different
3: tastes of ice cream. Right, completely. I get where you're coming from. Because, like, 31 flavors, you know, Basker they have 31 different flavors, but that doesn't mean you're gonna get 31 different flavors at the same time, you know? Yeah. You, you want to try different things. So, it's almost like, one night stands are trying different ice cream and you get to try different flavors that are good and they taste great but they're just not your favorite flavor you know they're not something that you would get again but it doesn't mean it's not good you know
0: yeah but well, yeah no i get that like it it's like that feeling like where you're willing to try multiple things right like you're going to Baskin robbins you're seeing all these flavors you're You're getting these, like, test samples. Right. But you're not going to stop until you get the one that you want. Correct. So, that's what I... How do you know
3: you're at the one that you want? That's a very difficult situation. I think, for me personally, you have sex with someone, and if you just... If you're like, man, that was great, but I'm done with it, they're not the one. But if you... If you're with somebody and no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how you guys act, no matter how everything goes, if no matter what happens, you just want to be with that person a little bit every day. If you want to be if you want to see that person every day, you want to do something with them every day and you, not necessarily where they're making you. But if you feel like, man, I wish I could see this person today, day, even though I saw him yesterday and you're like, man, I just I miss them, even though you just saw them. And it's constantly, you know, you get that feeling where if you're not with them, you're like, man, I wish this person would have saw what I just saw. You know, it gradually becomes like, man, I'm, I'm really into this person. And if you can tell they feel the same way, if it's almost like they are always texting you and wondering what are you doing or they want you to come to the store with them just because they want you to come to the store or you want them to come to the store with you, even though you just need to go to the store or something. You start realizing like man My life's so much better with this person in it I enjoy it so much more with them in it I feel like that's when you start to realize Man I really want to be in a relationship with this person I want to take steps further See is that only A relationship thing though You know that's rough cause like friend, Like we were talking about earlier friends with benefits That's, well, that's something
0: Not even that cause I have A best friend Like friend that I have been through thick and thin with right and like it is a girl so if she would ask me to go to the store i'd go to the store with her no problem because we enjoy each other's company that doesn't necessarily mean that we're friends with benefits or that there's something more you know what i mean so like how do you draw the line
3: i feel like anything that's physical if you miss their touch if you miss the way they hold you you miss the way they kiss you if you miss the way they they rub your back you miss the way they you know anything like that you miss the way they let you give you the, they let you give them massages you know cuz you don't give your friends massages you don't you know you don't touch your friends like often yeah you know so especially if you're craving anything like uh, you know like man I miss the way she kissed my neck or I, the way okay. I was able to touch her and stuff like that. So that's
0: that. way more than friends. That's, right. Yeah.
3: But, you know, we've all been in those situations where, you know, you think you're friends with someone, but you kind of feel something. But then you're like, no. It's almost like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so. Yeah.
0: So I think I think we're done for that topic. I agree. So, for the last ten minutes, do you want to talk about the last topic you wanted to talk about?
3: Um, was there anything you want to talk about first? Um, personally,
0: I think there is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the topic that I'm thinking about, we should talk about it at a different podcast, like completely separately. So, I think I'm going to hold off on the topic that I'm thinking about, but, like, do you have anything?
3: Uh, Well, kind of moving forward, like, we're talking about, you know, getting to know someone, one-night stands and stuff. When you're having, you know, when you see someone multiple times, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have sex with them just once, or you don't just go on a date with them once. You're in that talking stage. What do you feel is acceptable in that talking stage when both you guys are, you know, you're both talking to each other where you're not in a relationship, but you guys definitely feel something for each other where it's early on. Do you feel it's acceptable for them to talk to other people? Like, you know, in terms of like the way they're talking to you, is it acceptable for you to have one night stands while you're talking to them? Is it acceptable for them? you know, to see other people while you're talking to them. If it's just in a talking stage, do you believe if they're not dating, they're single or is it more complex than that to you? See, to me, if you are in the talking stage, Mm -hmm. the
0: talking stage to me means you're talking to this person on the daily, right? You're, you're, you're seeing a future with this per with this person possibly in the future. So I feel like that means like you should like, you don't know, move on from the people that you're talking with you right. know what i mean like you should slow i'm not saying like right away oh i'm starting to talk to this person that means i need to cut everyone off no right. i'm not i'm not saying that at all but like when it once again it to this like point where you're like okay maybe we'll get into a relationship you don't know like you're getting into this talking where like your guys are hanging out you guys are talking on the daily talking non-stop Maybe you're FaceTiming. Maybe you're calling each other. I get, I think that gets to the point where you need to really think about what you're doing. You know what I mean? You need to think about, like, cutting off people. Well, I mean, see, that's where it's like to this point where how do you know when to cut off people? But it's just, like, you need to think about, like, what other people, like, the person you are talking to is feeling. You know what I mean? Like, if you're posting, like... Like, no slut shame. Right. No, no whatsoever. Yeah, we don't slut shame on this podcast. Yeah, whatsoever. Like, do what you believe is right, right? right. Like, do you. But, like, if you're, like, deeply talking to someone and like, they have expressed their feelings and you've expressed your feelings towards them as well, I feel like it has come to an understanding where you are moving steps to a relationship and I feel like you should respect... Their feelings in a way, you know what I mean? So, like, posting like, like, 100% respect, confidence, like, post what you want to post, but like, to a certain extent, if you're like, so showing so much, like, don't you think it's kind of like, I don't want to say disrespectful, but like, it's gonna hurt the person you're talking to, you know what I mean? Like, to a certain extent, they feel like those, like, either pictures or images of like either too much cleavage or too much anything you know what I mean like showing too much like I don't know I don't know how to say it no I get
3: what you're saying like whether that be you know putting a hard eyes uh, rating on your Instagram story or if you're you know trying to show a lot of skin to get people to comment you know when you know you're talking to someone I get where you're coming from completely I'm kind of covering more on that Let's say you go to a party and you you know you get a little drunk and you have sex with someone in a one night stand are you obligated to tell the person you're talking to that you've done that?
0: see that's okay see I think that comes down to the person so if you are talking to someone and you have feelings with them, I
3: feel like if you still feel the need to have a one night stand they're not the one for you I agree I cover more on that it's almost like. I remember this great saying where if you're tor- torn between two choices always choose the s- choose the second choice because you're questioning the first choice for yeah. the second choice. No, I get that. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I don't I forgot where I heard it. But if you make a plan B, you'll always go with the plan B. Right. It doesn't matter what your plan A was. You'll go with the plan B. Even then, if you make a plan A, B and C, you're going to with plan C. You're right. always going to go with the the last one, cause you're in your mind, you are seeing the first two failing. Right. You know what I mean. So if you're making a backup plan, you're gonna go with the backup plan, no matter what, cause you know in your mind you're just gonna let the first one fail. You're gonna let the first two fail, like either way. So that that's like, how do you, like going back to what you were saying, like how do
3: you know where to draw the line? Yeah. It's it's definitely a hard situation because being that you guys aren't dating, you don't owe them anything. You know, you don't owe uh, telling them that you slept with someone else. You don't owe having to shut down. You don't owe having to shut down anything for them. But at the same point, you know, you do have to show that respect that you do care about them and that they're spe- they're more special to you than someone else. That yeah. they're not just another person. Yeah. So it's a delicate line to cross, but Back to what you were talking about. I just feel like, at the end of the day, if you if you feel like it's wrong, then it's probably wrong.
0: Yeah. It, okay. So this is the situation I'm talking about. So let's say you're questioning your activities. You're going to your friends. Right. You're wrong. You're
3: wrong. I agree. You're wrong. Completely.
0: So if you have to question your
3: behavior, do you think you're wrong? Yeah. I mean, if you're questioning yourself. There's obviously something going on there because if you feel like you're doing the right thing, whether they think it's the right thing or not, if you think it's the right thing, there won't be any regrets. You won't feel guilt. But if you're questioning yourself, that means that there's some doubt. That means that you're either not sure you're doing the right thing or you know you're not doing the right thing. So at the end of the day, it's almost like a trust, trust your gut feeling. If you're talking to someone – and I feel like the golden rule is if you're talking to someone and you're doing something – and the roles were reversed and you would get mad then understand that they'll probably get mad too so if you're talking to someone and you're like man i don't know if i should be talking to someone and then you ask yourself well if the person i'm talking to if they were talking to someone the way i'm talking to this person would i get mad and if the odd the answer is yes or maybe then i would consider you know thinking about doing something else or not talking to them anymore
0: yeah thinking about what you're doing
3: right completely
0: Yeah, no, no, completely. Because I think the beginning of a relationship is trust. trust. Yeah,
3: and it's just building that trust no matter how hard it is. Because at the end of the day, when you're talking to someone, I would even say in the first year of talking to someone, whether that be dating or just talking or getting to know them, you don't really know who they are. You don't really know what sets them off. You don't really know what makes them super happy, super mad, super sad, or it makes them feel indifferent. So it's almost like you're you're kind of exploring who they are, their emotions and stuff. So it's really hard to to understand somebody without that trust and so i feel like you just got to build that trust and you have to make it almost translucent to the point where they know you know who you are completely and you know who they are completely Mm -hmm. because if not if it's a constant mystery there's always going to be that lack of trust because they're always going to be thinking well what if they're doing this what if they're doing that you know
0: yeah no, no no i completely understand it. and that goes back to like the motive like there is no relationship without trust definitely if no you
3: and we're not just talking about dating we're not just talking about one night stands we're talking about friendships we're talking about families if you don't have trust it's it's so hard to have any sort of relationship because without trust you lack that ability to be comfortable with that person you lack that ability to Be open with that person. You lack that ability to talk to that person about something that's bothering you because you don't trust them. You don't feel comfortable around them. Stuff like that.
0: Yeah, 100%. It always comes down to trust. Always. Always. With
3: with everything because without trust, you're always going to have that thought in the back of your mind like, man, I don't know if what they're doing is right. I don't know if they're actually saying where they're at. And if you get in a relationship without that full trust – and we're not talking 60% trust, 70%. We're talking 100% trust. If you don't have 100% trust in that person, if you don't know for 100% fact that they're a good person or they're someone that you can uh, be compatible with, it's, it's so hard to have any sort of balance with them or have any sort of just communication with them really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So – I'm going to end it there.
3: That's a good idea. I think that's a great place to end it.
0: Yeah. So this was episode three. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. This was sort of serious. And I'll see you guys next week.